Our readings today wrestle with the reality of temptation. That thought, feeling, person, yearning, that persuades us to act in a way that turns us away from God's will to our own. We'll examine temptation, but first, to the woods of Louisiana. I grew up playing in the woods about an hour and a half north of New Orleans. My child's imagination could run free, and there were all sorts of things to do outside. There was a sycamore tree that was great for climbing. The fall leaves, when you gathered them all into a big pile, great to hide in. And then there was the swamp. Joe's branch was a little stream winding through the swamp, and one day I decided to build a bridge over the stream. I started looking for branches and sticks that would make for a great span. Now, the stream was not that big. Right there by the water, I saw what I thought was a great stick. It's very thick, looked like it'd be wonderful. Very little thought, and in my haste to find as many sticks as possible, I reached down with my hands inches away, and then the stick moved. (laughs) It was a huge water moccasin, probably the largest I'd ever seen. Snakes are tricky that way. They can lie still and be almost overlooked until they strike. That snake wasn't the only one I experienced in those woods. There was the copperhead I almost stepped on, the copperhead my son was curious enough to touch, and my, he was okay, and my grandmother's warning that coral snakes hang from trees. Sneaky snakes. We see the sneaky snake in Genesis, and then challenging Jesus. Then temptations begin Jesus, you're hungry. Use your power as the Son of God to change stone to bread and eat your fill. No, Satan. I do not live on bread alone. There is something more. Oh, Jesus, what about power? All the kingdoms of the world, if only you worship me. No, Satan, I serve God. Oh, said Satan, you serve God? then throw your life down because God will protect you. No, it is not for me to test God. Jesus was tempted by the devil and each time Jesus responded by finding strength in Scripture and the word of the Lord. Our passage ends with Jesus victorious over temptation. He had not given in. The critical moment of temptation passed. I've preached before that we all have our unique faith journeys, our own talents that God has given us, our own callings to make known the love of God and grow in holiness. Just as unique to each one of us is temptation. I've said before that temptation is incitement to sin, something, someone that draws us away from God turning our back on his will for us, his love for us. One saint and theologian thought of temptation this way. We sense something 
that engenders delight. Some of you might have be on a Lenten diet, and so you might think that you smell a wonderful, inviting aroma of brownies cooking in the oven. And then that gets you to thinking, I've been good on my diet. I deserve that brownie for being so good on my diet. One little piece won't hurt. And we eat. One of the ways that I'm tempted is through what-ifs. What would my life look like now if only I had done this or that way back then? Had I not goofed off that freshman year in college, what would have become of my plans to be an engineer and go to business school as I'd planned? Would I be rich? (laughs) What if I had stayed a lawyer in New Orleans could have spent more time with family, could have grown deeper friendships over all that time when I moved away. The perceived delight of money, the perceived delight of being in the safe harbor of family, it's not evil. In this temptation, neither money nor family is evil, but it's an inordinate desire for it, allowing those loves to overcome love and obedience to God's will. That sneaky snake trying to undermine the wonderful blessing of my life in ministry. When those temptations come, the challenge is to hold fast. Hold fast to God as my creator, my guide, my Lord. And so I respond to freshman year folly and see the moment I first felt called to be a priest. The moments I spent in church and saw God's grace at work, even when I wasn't the smartest. Standing firm in the knowledge that God has me exactly where he wants me to be. And the delight in bow ties and billable hours and the charm of New Orleans. God calls us on paths that take us away from the familiar but a constant companion along the way. Remembering again, God has me exactly where he wants me, and my delight is in him and the ministry entrusted to me, the ministry to which I give my life. There are all manner of temptations that are fought. Some may be that you've given into, that you didn't even or still don't see as a temptation leading to sin. These 40 days of Lent are a time to reflect on sins, but hopefully beyond the sins into the temptations that lead you into that sin. Can you identify the temptations and work to challenge them before you give in? You might try this. I find that simple is often the best way to get started in daily habit that grows into holiness. Hold to heart, memorize, and I know Episcopalians aren't great at memorizing scripture, but you can do it. Memorize two phrases from the gospel reading today. Worship the Lord your God. The next, 
One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay, the second one is a little long. (laughs) The essence of each that I know you can get. Worship God. Live with Scripture. How? When you come to church, set aside the to-dos, the distractions, and just soak in the words. Allow the music to encompass you and sing. Sing your heart out. Even if it sounds bad, no one's listening. They're all listening (laughs) to the choir. Cherish that bread in your palm. Savor the wine on your lips. Let the beauty of the cross, the light from the windows, into your heart and mind. And your soul will swell. You'll see how amazing God is through Jesus' love, through the Holy Spirit's presence. Life then, and those things that draw you away from God, will become clearer. That worship here in the context of the Episcopal Church will set Scripture right in front of you. You just had an Old Testament psalm, epistle, gospel reading. Allow those words and phrases into your mind, not as passing pieces of liturgy, but as the most important thing that you will hear all day, that you will hear all week. God's will is not just for people buried and gone, but for you in this moment, in this season of your life. And again, as those words soak in, you'll see how amazing God is through Jesus' love, through the Holy Spirit's presence, Life, then, and those things that draw you away from God will become clearer. It's Lent. Spend some time in these 40 days. Be even more steadfast in worship and reading Scripture. Allow God's steadfast presence to scatter the vain imaginations of your heart, the thoughts, feelings, people, Yearnings. Allow God to scatter those things that persuade you to act in a way that turns your heart from God's will into your own.